my gosh, I feel like I haven't done this in forever. But it's nap time, so Miss Smith is in the studio. And I am a full-blown mom. I'm wearing a giant clip in my hair. I have a glass of wine that I'm probably not going to finish because I will legit fall asleep before it's done. But anyway, I literally don't know what this feels like because it's the first time my child has taken a nap independently for a certain length of time that's longer than 25 minutes. So man, am I going to enjoy it? I'm going to have a little podcast party because we're in the hot mess teacher express and we have some stuff to talk about today. So let's do this. Welcome to the hot mess teacher express. Hey, all you hot messes. It is your hot mess teacher express conductor, Jess Smith. Today, I have a very special show for you. A very important episode. Today, we're going to be talking about teacher burnout. This was something that I brought up on my teacher Instagram, and it brought up a lot of emotions. I got a lot of feedback. A lot of you had a story to tell. A lot of you had feelings that needed to be felt and shared. And obviously this is something that we need to talk about a little more and maybe acknowledge. And I'm not talking about the burnout that you did when you left your school parking lot at the end of the school year this year. That's, that's a, that's another episode, but I am talking about the shocking amount of teachers that are leaving the classroom this year in particular and why they're leaving the classroom. So today we're going to hear from a few different voices. I had teachers send in some recordings as to why they were leaving. And a very, very special voice is going to uh, hit your ears. She's one of my dear, dear friends and a former teacher. And she's going to share her story. And I think it's super important to listen. And then I'm going to be sharing some of my plans for next year and how I'm dealing with the burnout. So this is uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a long ride, a bumpy ride, an emotional ride. This is a big one, guys. I don't know if they say this on trains, but buckle up, cause you're riding on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, and it's about to get real. Hey, all you hot messes! I'm just gonna stop this train for just a quick second to tell you about Teacher Style Box. I am loving Teacher Style Box this summer because who knew that I would need this subscription box during the summer? I'm not necessarily a teacher right now and I definitely am not in the classroom, but the styles that Teacher Style Box is sending me are so on point. The world is opening up again. I just had a baby. My body's not the same as it was a couple summers ago. And there are so many things to go to every single weekend. Weddings, I have celebrations, I have barbecues, I have family get-togethers, I have friend get-togethers. Like there is something to do every single weekend. And I need an outfit for every single weekend. And Teacher Style Box literally has me covered. 
you can get an unlimited amount of clothes per month. So I get two styles per box. I either keep it or send it back and get two more styles. An unlimited amount of times, everything's washed for you. You don't have to worry about doing laundry. They do it all for you. And I love all of the brands that they have. A lot of my favorite brands are on there like Express, Banana Republic, and Loft. I am really, really enjoying the dresses that they're sending me. And I have a dress right now that uh, I'm, I'm going to buy because I just, I can't send it back. It's, it's just, it's my dress. It has to be my dress forever. So let me look really quick at how much I'm going to buy this dress at 62% off. 62% off. That's such an amazing deal. And sometimes I get stuff and I don't necessarily wanna buy it. I wear it once and then I send it back and I get more. Teacher Style Box is literally the gift that does not stop giving. And I am so, so thankful for it. If you are a teacher on summer break, if you're going back into school, if you are not a teacher and you're not on summer break, if you're going back into the office, going back to whatever, Teacher Style Box is not just for teachers. I am so, a thousand percent sure that you are going to love Teacher Style Box that you can try it for free for 30 days. On me, free. So sign up today at teacherstylebox.com. Enter promo code JESS30 to try it for free for 30 days. Why don't you put that on your uh, back to school to-do list for me, okay? Go to teacherstylebox.com. Enter promo code JESS30. Before we get started into some of the reasons that you guys gave and that I have for leaving, not leaving, for being frustrated with where we're at with teaching, I just want to be very clear. There is not one solution for everyone. This, what works for me is not going to work for you. And what works for you is might not work for me. I am not saying that because people are feeling these feelings, they should feel guilty I am not saying that if you are feeling these feelings that you should leave. This is These are stories from people around you. Um, the point of sharing stories, the point of listening to stories is to learn, is to be there and support. It doesn't necessarily mean that anyone is judging you. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, that you should be judged if you are sharing things that are kind of a little scary. And a lot of the teachers that I heard from have guilt about leaving their teaching job. But I think something that should be applauded is that even though they're feeling guilty, they cannot be the teacher that those kids need. So in all reality, they're making the most selfless decision that they can, and that's to leave. All right. So some of the reasons that I got from you guys, and I'm not going to cover all of them, but uh, one of the reasons that I got was it was it's just like so much work for so little to live on. And I'm feeling this. I know a lot of other people are feeling this. So whether it's time left at the end of the day to live or have a personal life at all, whether it's having time after we close that laptop or snap the top back on those grading pens, 
or maybe it's the money that it takes to raise a family to support our life and other pursuits and family. Like it's hard to do all of it. One of my followers shared her story with me, how she left teaching in December when she found out that she was pregnant and found out that they were having twins, which woof. Talk about being scared out of my brains if I found out that I was having twins. Uh, So basically, there was no way, she says that there is no way that we would be able to afford daycare for two children. As much as we plan, God had different plans for us. So now I'm working from home for a mortgage company, totally nothing to do with teaching, and it couldn't have worked out better. I got put on bed rest and work and working for an actual company that has disability and maternity leave has been such a blessing. It's sad we have to leave our professions over lack of money, but it's what I had to do for my family. And that's absolutely so true. That's something I struggle with with the next few years because, you know, hopefully, like we're planning a family. It's not like... I'm planning on having one child, but daycare is expensive. And also the idea of someone else being with my child during very formative years is hard for me to let go of. And again, like this, it's nothing against people who put their kids in daycare. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying for me, I'm a control freak and have a problem letting go, obviously. Uh, I also had someone share their story about trying to balance work and home life. And then she shared something super interesting about the time expectations that we put on ourselves when it comes to being at school and leaving school. And also those time expectations that we push on others. This is my eighth year teaching. And after this year, I will not be returning to the classroom. Instead, I will be a stay-at-home mom to my two young children. It was a very tough decision to make, but I wanted to talk about some of those reasons. Um, One of them is within those eight years, I have been moved around a lot in our building that has four different grade levels. I am a special education teacher, and today I tallied up how many different placements I've had over the years, and it has been eight different settings. Um, For example, this year, I plan and teach five different courses, like different um, subjects. So being that I've moved around a lot, every time I move, I have to learn that curriculum and come up with the new lessons. Now, yes, I have plenty of coworkers that have shared. I think I have a very supportive um, team around me at all times. However, it's a lot, you know, to feel confident in what you're teaching, especially if you're having something new. Um, And then being that I've learned so much and every year I feel like I'm starting over, I feel like I'm never completely confident with what I'm teaching. Like, I feel like Yes, I know the material. Yes, I can teach it. But I, we learn so many different ways to teach in college. And I feel like I'm not able to put forth my best engaging lessons every year because I teach it once and I move on to something new the next period and even the next year. So I really don't get a chance to reflect upon 
that same lesson and teach it again better in the future. Um, a couple of years I have had back-to-back years and they feel like that second year teaching that material is always better. You know, we learn and can improve. Um, a couple of other things have been, especially with having my children, I've learned that it's hard to not bring work home. I want to stop at the end of the day, but it's a never ending list. And it's very hard to feel like I've finished everything. Like it's never complete, even at the end of the school year. Yes, you start fresh in the fall, but you need to prepare all summer. And I'm always reflecting on how can I make it better? What different techniques can I try? What new technology can I learn with all that downtime? I mean, not really downtime with children, but not being in the classroom over the summer. Um, And now that I know I'm leaving, um, a lot of my coworkers, probably all of them, have countdowns of when the school year is going to end. And yeah, I have a feeling of how many days are left, but I'm really enjoying the moments with these students because I know it's the end. And I really do love the students. I do love working with them. I love having these experiences. And even though every year I have had to learn new curriculum, I really do think I do well with classroom management and communication with home. That's one thing that I can be good at. I can continue to use every year. Now, even with knowing I'm almost done, it's still I still feel guilty using sick days now. I have a ton of sick days that I probably won't even use. And I won't get anything back for them. But even now, it's hard to prepare for a sick day. Like, it's hard as a teacher. And no, I'm not sick. If I'm sick, of course, I'm staying home. But now it's to have those mental health days. Like, you have to do so much prep to prepare to take those days off. Um, So I think that's pretty much it. Oh, one thing I wanted to add was over the years I have learned, I remember my first year, an older teacher was talking about another teacher saying, oh my goodness, they don't come in early and they leave right after school. And I immediately thought, oh my goodness, I need to talk to them. Like, how do they do that? How do they make it work? But this other teacher was judging that one. And that broke my heart. I don't think we should be judging each other. I think it is awesome if a teacher can come in on time and leave on time. Like, I want to be you. That is awesome because um, it takes a lot of work to be able to do that. And I don't think we should be looked down upon if we don't work out of school hours. We need to recharge. We need to have a life outside of teaching. All right. So another thing that you guys brought up, another reason that some of you guys are leaving is because of the system. The system, it's broken. And some teachers feel like they can't be human anymore We can't acknowledge that we're raising the future generation that are humans, not robots, and testing and pressure for students to test well is overwhelming. And it's it's leaving no room for us to teach important life skills to the kids in our classrooms, like, like, I don't know, making friends or solving problems or being kind or just being a community. I got a message from someone that had something to say about that. She says, I left teaching after my son, after having my son, excuse me, because I didn't believe in what public education had become. Burnt out teachers and even more burnt out kids. 
We lost sight of loving to learn. We are so concerned with the test scores and the results that kids have no problem solving skills, no social skills, no coping skills. We are drilling memorization and not teaching common decency. And this is not just having to do with kids. Kids are bullying because they can't relate to each other. And they can't relate to each other because at a very young age, we didn't just let them play and learn and grow. I mean, think about it. It starts at kindergarten with five-year-olds and compounds every single year. Kids are stressed and teachers are stressed. I left because I wasn't going to be part of the problem anymore. I left because I realized I couldn't change the world when I couldn't even make changes in my own classroom. That's... And that's overwhelming. It's a beautiful way to put that just because I feel like sometimes fighting in my classroom feels like I am a Avenger fighting against the alien forces that are coming down from the sky that I don't understand. Why are you here? Get away. Just leave me in my classroom alone. You don't understand what's going on in here. And I don't understand why you're in here telling me what to do with these kids when I know what's best for these kids. (sighs) Kind of... On that track, another reason that a lot of you gave was just the emotional toll. And as teachers, we give and we give and we give. And we say that saying over and over again, you can't pour from an empty glass. But how many times, miracles of miracles, have I poured from my empty glass? I'm not complaining about that. It's one of the perks of this job is that we get to be involved in our students' lives and we also get to be there. And one of my favorite parts of this job is making a family out of this random group of five, 10 or 17 year olds. It's beautiful. And then we have to let them go. That's really hard to do. Some classes are easier than others, but to make this community and then to just leave it in the hands of whoever comes next who may or may not understand them like you do. I had a teacher email me why she feels this way as well. When teachers talk about being burnout, people in other careers think we're complaining about doing our jobs. A teacher's paid for duties are a lot. Lesson planning, classroom management, grading. Oftentimes we leave teaching out of the list of our duties because we have so many other duties to do. And then most teachers go way beyond this by building relationships with their students, attending their sporting events, personalizing lessons and groups so that our students can enjoy school, coaching, advising clubs, and on and on. But I don't think any of that is where we get burnt out. Those are all the parts we love about our jobs including all of the extra duties. But what you don't hear many people talking about and what most people in other careers can't relate to is the emotional turmoil we experience. Teachers spend so much time building relationships with their students and forming a little family that works together. Then after nine months, they have to send them on to other teachers who may or may not respect and love kids as much as you did. Many people can look at what foster parents do and say that it's tough, that they could never do it. But that's extremely similar to what teachers do year after year. We carry this guilt with us over students that we can't connect with and pour our energy into finding ways to connect with them so that their school experience can be enjoyable. 
we cry over students who are having a hard time because they moved on to teachers that don't love and respect them like we did, and that all of that progress made in your class is now lost. Of course, there are the textbook victories of students that showed a lot of disruptive behaviors and make a complete 180, but I've never had a year where I haven't looked at every student in my class and thought that they were a success story, knowing that their next teacher and the world may not see their success like I do. This isn't even to mention the students I've had who watched their parents die of drug overdose, were sexually assaulted, live in abusive homes, don't have a secure source of food. All of these things weigh so heavy on a teacher's heart and we carry it around with us all while being told by administration that we need to follow certain curricula, prepare for standardized testing, do more of this, do less of that, blah, blah, blah. We're treated like we can't be trusted to give our kids exactly what they need when we're the people who know them close to best, which of course leads to burnout that we all feel guilty about. I also had a first year teacher uh, who had messaged me and was sharing how hard she looked for a job last year. Like she just could not win. And after... Um, a year and a half, she finally found a job and then became very aware as to why she was hired so fast at this particular school. During this whole pandemic teaching, she was the only way that parents could contact the school. It was her or nothing. So parents were calling her all the time. If they needed tech support for their kids, she was the one to do it. She wrote, I ended up with panic attacks through the day for two weeks straight. And then when I mentioned it to my friend, she told me that it took her two months to stop crying. And when she had asked her supervisor if that was normal for people to feel this emotional, her supervisor said, give it six weeks and it'll stop. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I have never quit a job without a full notice, but I gave them four days and it turns out it didn't phase them because their turnover was just that normal. I figured it wasn't worth my mental health, so I went back to subbing while I figured out what to do. I didn't end up leaving teaching, but I found a new job that ended up being a great, uh, that ended up being great a couple months into the school year. But that experience gave me such a bad taste being that it was my first position that I was initially terrified when I got a new job. I love the the tenacity for her to get back up and try again and not walk away from something. All you first-year teachers, goodness, the things that you guys are going through this year was not normal. And that's hopefully never, never, ever going to happen again. Knock on wood. Somebody, somebody knock on wood here. Okay, thank you. All you first-year teachers, I applaud you for getting back into the classroom and sticking with it. And if you walked away after a year, it's okay too. This year sucked. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Someone give me a drum roll. I'll give you a minute. The biggest reason that some of you are leaving teaching is adults what no way i know that's not a huge shock to anyone but 
adults are the biggest reason that we as teachers are leaving. The countless messages I received about either the lack of support, lack of understanding, lack of love, or lack of any common courtesy whatsoever as humans, as fellow teachers, administration, or even human beings, this was the number one reason. And I I would have to agree with most of you on this one as well. I've not had a horrible experience with administration, but I have had experiences like this with school environment between staff. So between teachers, it is just nasty. And I don't thrive in that environment. I don't love it. I don't understand why. And one message from a fellow warrior that I got was this. I absolutely love my job. It gives me fulfillment. Yay, we love fulfillment. However, management, academic director, and principal make me want to quit every day. Then I got another message. I left because my schoolwork environment was not a positive place. I struggled with our admin. I didn't feel supported. I felt constantly overwhelmed by expectations. I dreaded going to work every day, and I had absolutely no passion for teaching. It was not the career I dreamed about my whole life. But after being away for 13 months, I applied for a new job at a different school part-time and fell in love with teaching again. The admin, staff, school atmosphere, all were amazing. I am so excited that I'm going back full-time next year and cannot believe how amazing this change has been for me. So that just shows you how important environment is. Like, why can't we all just get along, please? This was an email from a brand new special ed teacher, like this year, brand new. She wants to run away from this profession and never, ever look back. This is what she had to say. My administration and supervisor were so busy that they do not have time to answer my questions via email or meet with me. She's a brand new teacher and oh my good God. I work with a team of teachers who are straight up bullies. They will do anything in their power to throw you under the bus and step on you in an effort to make themselves look better. (laughs) I hate that. The environment at work is so toxic that you can feel the negativity in the air. It's hard air to breathe. I have never felt anything like it before. This year has been so awful that I want to walk away from teaching, but I feel stuck. I have spent so long pursuing this career that it feels disappointing to walk away. And there is also the fact that I don't have any other qualifications. I have so little experience in the field and I feel as though I would not be able to find a job in another school district. These are people. These are real stories coming from 20 year teachers, brand new teachers, middle of the road teachers, like This is happening all the time. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to one of these stories. I have not had a great experience with having a great school environment in general among the staff. I don't know why we walk around being unkind, cold, bitter, and just plain nasty to each other. Like in our classrooms, 
hallways, even online. I've seen teachers do this to each other. We are literally doing this thing together. We're on the same team, heading toward the same goal. So why? To make yourself look better? And here's my other thing, and this is the biggest problem that I have with this issue in schools. Kids are not dumb. These kids know all of the dynamics in the school. Like, they're not dumb. How can we expect these kids to be kind, be friendly, when we can't fix that problem as adults? Okay, I'm stepping off my soapbox and I'm giving it over to someone who I absolutely adore to this day. But before I do that, I want to say thank you to everyone who shared their stories. I really, really want to keep this conversation going. I want to share stories. I want to hear from you. So please, if you have a story to share, feel free to email me. You can also DM me on Instagram because I think this is such an important thing to talk about. I also think that voices need to be heard. If you are struggling, if you are staying, if you are struggling with staying, if you are struggling with leaving, let's talk about it. All right, now for a very special guest who sent me a recorded message. She is such a special person to me. Kara and I were college roommates uh, at Liberty University way back in the day. Her message is one that I feel like a lot of people need to hear. Kara dreamed about being a teacher her entire life. And to me, she was the face of teaching. She was the epitome of what I thought a teacher should be. She lived, breathed, and loved education. And I think I can say that in the present. She lives, breathes, and loves education still to this day. But she left after two years. And I want you to listen to her story. Hi, Jess. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share a little bit about my story. My teaching adventure started with you in college, but it officially launched in Raleigh, North Carolina in the sweetest second grade classroom. I'm very thankful for what I learned from my second grade experience. Those two years were full of fun and laughter, but also struggle and tears. And I know the teachers listening to this can relate. I worked with the best second grade team, learned so much from the lead second grade teacher, and I loved my students tremendously. But unfortunately, I was otherwise unsupported. The leadership lacked true support of me as the new teacher, really lacked support of all new teachers, and the parents of most of the students lacked trust in me. As a new teacher right out of college, I was ready. I was ready to mold the next generations, ready to take on the challenges, ready to make my mark as a fabulous teacher. I knew growing up that all I wanted to be was a teacher. My sweet younger sister was my faithful student. She participated in all my lessons, did all my worksheets, played all my games. I truly thought I would be that teacher that everyone knew. The one that taught all the siblings and then taught their kids. The teacher that was there for 30 years or more, making all the memories, savoring all those yearbooks and just truly impacting the future leaders. My teaching career of two years did have so much beauty and success and fun, and I will forever cherish what I learned and who I connected with, but I could not continue after that second year, and I'm here to share a little bit about why. Jess, you posted the other day a tweet from someone, and it said, 
quote, if I stay in education, it will be because of the kids. If I leave education, it will be because of the adults, end quote. I left education because of the adults. I loved my kids. I loved everything about being in that classroom with them. I loved lesson planning, creating fun ways to learn, showing them different ways to solve problems, teaching technology, playing games, singing songs. And I know this next part will sound crazy to most of the teachers who may be listening, but I loved grading papers. I loved making bulletin boards, trying new seating arrangements. I really loved the day after the seating arrangement changes when the kids would come in and their faces and the laughter and the fun of trying to find where their new spot was. I just loved it. I loved watching a student get it. I loved helping a student through a tough problem. I loved hearing that reader who was struggling at the beginning of the year now reading with such confidence. I loved drawing silly things on the smart board to demonstrate a math problem and how the kids would laugh at me and my awesome drawing, but then they'd get the right answer. I just truly loved teaching. But when I met with parents for parent-teacher conferences, I was demoralized by so many. I was told I was too young to really know what the child needed, that the parent knew what I should be doing in my classroom. Many parents rejected my notes about possible issues to work on saying, they never saw those issues before, so it must be how I was teaching the content. And then sometimes I would watch parents interact with their kids and my heart would just break. The, the way they would speak to one another, the clear favoritism between one child or another in the family, the lack of respect, just so many situations that I wish I could have intervened on the child's behalf, but couldn't. And then I struggled with asking my principal for feedback. I would ask for reviews and I'd get no feedback. She did not visit my classroom. She did not check in on me or ask me questions. She did not see the needs when I presented them. I ended up relying so heavily on my second grade team and one positive adult experience in my teaching career was that second grade team. They were the best adults during my time there. We ended up creating a rotation for all of us to review each other, to sit in on lessons, provide feedback. We took turns creating and sharing content. We shared the curriculum, worked together through our strengths and weaknesses. And I know that I was only as successful as I was due to them. But as a new teacher, you need support all around. You need your principal and the other leaders in your school to be a part of your journey. Now, I am not saying micromanagement, but I am saying leadership and team building. I was so excited to learn and to become a great teacher by being a part of a school. We talk about lifelong learning so often, but do we really want to take the time to provide those opportunities for our teachers? And leadership at my school just was not in a place to say yes to that. It just started to feel like the only focus was filling seats. Thank you so much, Kara. I love you and I miss you. And just hearing your voice brought me back. Um, So I guess that brings us to my story. My plans for next year are to leave. I'm going to be leaving teaching next year. 
this was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. But for me and where I'm at, I need to be home with my baby. I have looked at kids in the classroom as my kids for a really long time. And now that I have a kid of my own, it's hard to leave. It's hard to let my kids in the classroom go each year. And I can't imagine how hard it would be to um, leave my baby. And I think a lot of it has to do with I was having, I was struggling balancing all of the things that I was doing. And I have an opportunity to be able to work from home, to do the things that I really love right now, like this podcast, and also be a mom, a role that I've never done before. And I'm kind of excited about it. I am going to be subbing still. Um, So I'm going to, I'm not leaving the classroom, but something that I had to do was I, I had to leave the school that I was at, unfortunately, because of adults. I'm not leaving because of the kids. I'm leaving because of the adults. Um, It was emotional and hard this year. Some of the things that I watched teachers do to each other and the efforts that my principal put in to unite everybody. It, she worked really hard to try and unite everybody. And unfortunately, people were not having it. So I had to take a step away because I was emotionally exhausted. I didn't love what I did. I loved my kids. Loved my kids so much. They made me laugh. They were the happiest and brightest part of my day. But it's all of the other stuff. And I wish I could say that I am for sure going back. I don't know that yet. I'm going to see where life goes. And again, I was given an opportunity and I'm, I think I'm going to take it. I couldn't handle both anymore. I couldn't juggle my personal life, my family life, my school life, and then all of the other things that I'm trying to get done and accomplished, like creating TPT products and doing this podcast and making videos and making people laugh and listening to your stories. I'm still a teacher. I always will be a teacher in one form or another, whether it's subbing, whether it's working full time, whether it's teaching a two-year-old how to not sing Baby Shark. (laughs) But I am ready. I took a video of myself writing my resignation letter, and I cried. I am absolutely terrified that this is going to be horrible. And not because I'm scared that, 
you know, I'm not going to have enough money or like, we're not going to like, it's not that we're, it's, it's going to be tight. It's always tight. Money is money, whatever. Money's not like a huge motivator for me. What is a motivator for me is to love what I do. And I want to be able to love what I do again. So I'm going to take a step away for a little bit, for a long bit, who knows how bit, and hopefully find that love and joy. And one of the reasons that I decided to be a sub and like stay in that role is because I kind of get the best part, which is being with the kids. I don't have to go to staff meetings. I don't have to get emails at all hours of the day. I don't have to deal with the parents. I literally get to be with my kids and our school is so small and everyone knows everybody. So it'll just be like going home every day when I get to sub. So that's where I'm at. Again, that works for me. That might not work for you. And that's okay. I am probably going to fail a few times, just like I failed in the classroom. But I want to share my story and the story of others who took a really inward look and said, listen, I need to work on me. I cannot be the teacher that those kids need me to be if I do not take a break and step away, I could be holding them back. If I stayed in the classroom trying to juggle and spin all of the plates and balls that I was trying to, I, that's right. I was spinning plates and juggling at the same time. I would not be the teacher that those kids need. I could be holding them back from having a teacher that could be everything that they needed him or her to be like, how dare I try and say that I can do all the things I can't. So I'm stepping away for a variety of the reasons that we talked about today. I'm a hot mess teacher express still. And that's okay. I'm going to end this podcast by saying this. This is not for everyone. What's right for Kara, what's right for me What's right for the people that shared their stories today might not be right for you. And that's okay. We're all individuals. We're all different. And it's it's our journey and what we decide to do with it. Please keep that in mind as you're listening or processing through this episode that this is an important thing. We need to be there for each other. Teachers former or current, we're on the same team. We need to be here for each other. And I hope that everyone remains kind and not judgmental and brings an air of openness and honesty so that people can share their stories without being scared or feeling guilty. I really want to negate the teacher guilt that everyone's feeling for leaving. It's it's bound to happen. It's a feeling and it's okay to feel guilty. Honest conversations need to happen in a very safe place. And that safe place is right here on the Hot Miss Teacher Express. 
So please keep sharing your stories with me. Feel free to send me a recording. I won't use any names. I won't call you out specifically. I did ask Kara if I could use her name and kind of share our story. And she said, absolutely. But I'm excited to be on this journey with everybody. I am so excited to have this place where we can share our stories and listen to each other. I would love, love, love if you gave me a follow and kind of kept on this Hot Mess Express journey with me. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye, all you hot messes.